Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Grant Napier. Sean Salisbury. We're not wasting any time. I am going to say Happy New Year, buddy. Um, I got to tell you, Sean, I don't know if you can have better college football games than we had on New Year's Day. They, They got it right. I mean, they were two dandies. I sat there for eight hours like you did, Sean, and I was like, wow, you know, too bad that the games are over. They, they were phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, wait, I starting that day at 11 o'clock watching the, the – what was it, LSU in the first game and didn't move until the midnight, 1230 <laughs> the night. I had to get up at 330 for my show and didn't give one fuzzy rat's ass about it because the games were so friggin' good. Uh, Grant, that's it. what you beg for, right, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, to have two games come down to the final play in both. Yeah. All questions answered. We had great play. We had some good play. We had some poor play calls. We had some officials that may have missed. I mean, it had everything you want, but I'll be damned, man. Four really, really good friggin' teams and two really good games. I I loved it, and I can't wait to see if we get the same type of game Monday night. Okay, well, let's get ahead to Monday night. You know, it's kind of old news now what we saw. We can get back to the games on, uh, you know, the Michigan win, and we can get back to Washington win. But, boy, I (laughs) – contrasting styles you know, Sean listen you've played the game a long time you've coached the quarterback position I, I watch Washington play and I'm just like oh my gosh I mean it's like a pro offense on a college field you know it's like it's like trying to cover guys in like Yellowstone I mean where there's so much <laughs> space right you're covered in the Mojave Desert yeah. And then when you play Michigan, it's like, hey, let's fit 22 cats in a phone booth and beat the dog <laughs> shit out of each other, right? You know what yeah. it reminds me of, Grant? I said it on my show this morning is – and I and Mike Ditka to this day will tell you one of his regrets from their undefeated season. You know that when he gave the, the, the of, of not letting Walter Payton get a touchdown that game, that's one of them. And you know what else is? Yeah. That season, Grant, is the is – the, when they went down to Miami. Miami. Down Florida. And Monday Night Football and Dan, yep. they spread them out. Yep. And instead of playing in that phone booth, they spread them out. Yep. And went about their business, not because Marino's release is so quick yep. that they, they didn't allow those guys to get in. They bunted wide with the Mark Clayton, Duper, and Nat Moore and said, you're yep. going to have to come get us from distance. And to this day, Mike Ditko will tell you, he regrets that they didn't uh, have a different game plan going and they played and their defense that they, they should have practiced different that week. Mike's told me that a handful of times. And you know what this reminds me of? And I'm not saying Penix is Marino, but the way they're approaching this, you get the finesse team that has one of the best offensive lines, as did Danny's teams when they played. 
that can that off all over the place. You can do whatever you want with the football in your hand because they're so dynamic. And then you have the other side. It's the Bears defense. I mean, and, and the Michigan defense is as good as there is in the country. What do the Bears like to do? Line up at the I formation times, run the damn football, mix in some play action with Jim McMahon, tough quarterback. McCarthy's got better feet maybe than Jim. The similarities are quite it's frankly a bit alarming all it's the way back point. to 85, just different, and Great but point. they are similar. So what yep. physical usually beats finesse unless finesse has yeah. Dan Marino, unless it has Piddick. So you're gonna have to be able to cover in space. We know Michigan's gonna have to beat the dog crap out of that line, which is the two, the last two years or the last three years, the two best offensive lines in football, the award winners back to back years at Michigan. And then uh, Washington wins it this year. So will the pressure get to Penix? Can Penix give a clean Jersey? Does Michigan's offense shorten the game by keeping Penix on the sideline and just running it? So you don't get to have to have to deal with it. It comes down to me, Grant, a couple of things. Can you get his jersey dirty? And on the yep. other side, can you control the football 15-play and eight-minute drive and limit an 80-play team to 65 plays? I think it's fascinating because they are so opposite, but both worthy of being here yep. and both worthy of, a, of being crowned national champion. I can't wait to see how they're going to approach it. You know, if they can, if they can keep Penix jersey clean, I think Washington wins the game. I mean, I Great. just that, that that isn't that the number one key in this game. No Sean? doubt, and there there is no doubt. And Grant, the 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 other side of it is which we're not going to talk about much. You watch, I mean, throughout the week, and we're hell, it's already Thursday because the short week on Monday of January first. But yes, it does comes down to can you put him to the ground? If they hit him like they did Milrow, Michigan wins this football game because then yeah. you're playing into the physical hands. If the finesse perception of Washington, yet their offensive line's physical keeps him upright and doesn't get him off his mark and allows him to set his feet and deliver, they, they're, they're going to have a lot of fun, no matter how good Michigan's defense is, is playing against that football team. The one area that I can't wait to see, Grant, that we're not we're going to talk about McCarthy and Quorum in the red zone, and we're going to talk about all these phenomenal weapons with Penix and these great coaches and play callers. I'm going to tell you what ended up maybe in the key, Grant. You're right. I, I'm with you. Those were my keys this morning. Yep. Let me flip a key that we're not going to talk about much. Can Washington's defense stop McCarthy and their offense? Mm. Washington's defense, if there is a weakness in this game of the two teams, it's that. Mm -hmm. It it is there. And I didn't say a glaring, just weakness enough of of these teams. So what gives? Can, can Can they light up some big plays themselves, grind it out, See, Michigan's going to do this. Michigan's going to body blow you, Grant. Regular, reg- hit you in the gut 15 times regularly where you finally surrender and say, man, I've been, the body blows are wearing me out. 10-point must system's in effect. This one's over. Whereas Washington, they're going to run it a little bit, but they want to they get that one where they you leave your jaw open and they hit that one knockout shot with those big plays. That's who they are. Flip it and see which team can make a big play, and can Washington give you some body blows themselves if they get out in front? I'm anxious to see how Michigan and Washington, the Michigan offense against Washington's defense, what happens. Because if it's a shootout, we know who wins that. If it's a slugfest and it's in the, if it's a low-scoring game, then you're playing right into Michigan's hands. But you've got to the whole key is the biggest strength is Michigan's defense and Penix's passing game, and we'll see how these coaches. Uh, we saw real quick, Grant, just yep. real quick about the games on Monday night. Yep. We had five plays at the end of these games of great play callers that did not 
The last play at Alabama, if it was a right play call, it was the wrong read by Milrow and a bad snap, where he could have bounced it and gone in. If you didn't give him a chance to throw it against man coverage and it was just a straight run all the way, uh-huh. I don't like the play call. I want Milrow outside from mm-hmm. the three-yard line. At Texas, Grant, do you know those four plays they ran? And Sarkeesian may be the best play caller in all the four teams that were in yeah. this final. Yeah. They were on the right hash mark inside the 15-yard line with four plays. And do you know that every single pass went into the boundary? Every one of them was into the boundary. They didn't play to the field and run double slant or bang post to give. You have to take four shots in the end zone. I was baffled. Was it the play call or did did Ewers just stay to the right? Because every single play was short field and the hash marks are wider in college. I didn't understand those five plays going into it for such great play callers. There was a little choke factor down the stretch. It almost felt like Texas was shocked that they were in that position because the play calls getting down there were fantastic. They got inside the 15-yard line. I, there was five straight play calls in the Alabama, the last one, and the last four in the Texas game that I was quite frankly surprised at the offenses. It almost played too safe for me, and you don't, you can't play it safe after what you've done all year long. But congratulations to the winners, yeah. and Texas and Alabama have zero to be ashamed of. They played great football all year. All right, who wins on Monday night? Oh, you're asking me now. Um, I get, when you make a bet, you can't bet both unless you hedge it and lose one or win the other. Um, I'm yeah. going to say right now that I'm going to go with my as a quarterback. My normal philosophy is got to have great quarterback play, and I get that. And McCarthy's the underrated one in this. But Grant, I, even as a quarterback, I don't shy away from physicality. I'm going to keep an eye on the first quarter. My my gut tells me that Michigan is going to be a little too physical at the point of attack on both sides of the ball compared to the one side for Washington. As a Pac-12 guy, it's hard for me to pay, and I couldn't root harder for Michael Penix. I think it's a great story, but Harbaugh's got him ready to play. I'm going to go with physical over finesse. I'm, I, my head's one place, my heart's the other. How's that, Grant? Michigan favored for me. But we're going to find out in the first quarter which Washington team's there. If they can throw it and keep their quarterback clean, Michigan is going to have a hard time covering the space as every team in the planet does. Wasn't Texas somewhat similar in terms of physicality to Michigan? Their defensive front, absolutely. So, I mean, Washington just – Here's the difference, Grant. Here's the difference. Michigan's back end, secondary, far better than Texas. Texas had one of the worst back ends all year long. See, the thing for me is that they can hold up a little longer in the back end. Now, if you're going to play man the whole time, Grant, Washington's going to get you. You just can't survive playing zero coverage and man all over because the, the three or four plays they do get you, they're going to hit a slant and they're going to take it 80 yards for a touchdown. If I'm Minter, the defensive coordinator, Jesse Minter for, for uh, Michigan, I have got to mix in a lot of cover. I'm going to mix in – they like to pressure two high safeties. i got to make them play the, the, the small ball game. Grant, I really do. I can't let Washington hit home runs on me. So part of that is, okay, you got an eight-yard catch, tackle. Four-yard catch, tackle. Where you get yourself killed by them is seven-yard gain, four-yard gain, three-yard gain, boom, play action, 75-yard touchdown. Michigan's got to mix in some multiple zone coverages so Penix just doesn't see man the whole day because if he does, eventually those good receivers are going to separate and they're going to score. Yep. Physicality over finesse in this, but if the jersey's clean, Washington's going to win the title. All right, let's go to the NFL. The table is set now for Lamar Jackson. There are no excuses. All right, he's going to sit out the final regular season game, which means that his next game will be in the playoffs. And 
you know, now he's that seasoned, mature, been there, has all the accolades, but doesn't have the playoff wins to really solidify his legacy. It's right here for him now. No excuses, Sean. There is no doubt. And they are, the, the to me, 49ers in the NFC, Baltimore, this is the clearest clearest path Baltimore has ever had since Lamar yep. of, of getting to the Super Bowl. And this is how we judge these great players. We may not judge all of them like that, but the great ones, when they win MVPs, we always want to say, but did you do this in January and February? Of course. Lamar's had a fantastic season. He's made every throw. He's done everything right. Todd Munkin should be a considered for assistant coach of the year with what he's done this year. And I, for me, you're exactly right. It's going to come. Listen, that's how we judge him. And, and Lamar should expect that. My concern is this. Not with Lamar. Grant, I hate. I, I do. And maybe it won't affect Lamar because he's such a special talent. I do not like resting players an entire game going into the playoffs, an entire bye week. Three and, weeks off. And it's a training camp. That's how long training camp is now. I agree. Come, come training camps, they break even quicker than that. I don't You're like it either. You're talking about non-competitive football I don't like for it. a full training camp. I don't either. 49ers and them, you know what I want to do? Get me into a little rhythm. Let me get a little bit going on. Play the guy. If somebody's got a hamstring or something, pull it. Even if it's a twin, get him out. Yeah, But I want a couple feel-good series. I just don't like being out of competitive football for three friggin' weeks. I agree. Now, if all of a sudden I drop back and our quarterback, they're blitzing and hitting our guy five, then you get him out. Yeah. But I, I, I cannot I, – I always worry because in the playoffs, long, you man. wait – you wait till two and a half quarters to get going in his playoffs. The divisional round, you find yourself beat. I think it's too long. I don't like it. Um, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't keep him in for the whole game, but I'm not resting my yeah. starters that are healthy for three friggin' weeks. I think it's a danger zone. Maybe Baltimore and Lamar are different, but this is a phenomenal. This is a this is a bridge season to where we start to include him now with the best of the best if he goes and wins the Super Bowl. Two Super Bowl, I mean, a Super Bowl win and two MVPs in about five yeah. years. Yeah, that would be something. Yeah, it would be Hall of Fame. All right. The, I, I know it's old school and I know I'm going back to a different era, but you and I are from the same generation. As a Giants fan, I love the way Bill Parcells coached his teams. The Giants were really good, they were number one seeds. They played the final game of the regular season where they already had locked up. He played everyone the whole game. I mean, he didn't care. You know, I mean, that was his mentality. And the Giants were always sharp in his years of coach in the playoffs, say always, for the most part. And it seems like that era, a lot of coaches did that. Whereas now in this era, everyone's resting. I was looking at San Francisco, you know, all the players that they're sitting. I was looking at the, you know, they're in the same situation as Baltimore. I'm with you. I just wonder if that's going to bite these teams. I'm they're with you 100%. Afraid. Grant, one, you are spot on. They are 100% afraid, some of them. I'm not saying coaches care, but they're more afraid of a twinge to an injury than they are afraid of their guys three weeks after not being able to kick in, in a hurry when the playoffs mm -hmm. start, when they, I, I, I'm more concerned about the other one. Yep. Like I said, I, I understand a guy, you can get hurt anytime I get it. And you're trying to resist it. I understand. But I also know this grant and having been coached by John Robinson, who was physical and, and understanding that, that I know that and Denny green, even though Denny backed off at the end of the season, he still liked us physical on the practice field. It's really hard to turn off a punch after three weeks to say, oh, I got to get back into that mode of just pounding pads. And I just think there's a competitive advantage. Parcells had it right. Listen, this is what got us here. 
And if I make a decision that has my receiver that's got a sore ankle because he twisted it, but he can play, then I'm going to live with that wrath from the of fans. Course. Yes. But I can tell you this, I got no answer for you. If we come in and we look flat or we look like we're not as physical because we've got into three weeks finesse mode. So you better be telling me if you're going to miss it on the field, that on the practice field, you're busting balls and hitting each other and not taking them to the ground, but learning how to practice to the point where they haven't gone without pounding each other a little bit Good when you get to the divisional round. There's, a, I'm telling you, both are in the danger. Both are phenomenal, yeah. the 49ers in Baltimore. I think there's a danger zone for both that allows you to start late, and this league is filled with too many good players for you to be in a chase mode in the playoffs. Sean, if the Cleveland Browns make a run and somehow end up in Vegas with Joe Flacco as quarterback, I think that will be one of the great stories in the history of the National Football League. There is no question. Dude was on his couch, probably picking his kids up from school, depending on the age of his kids, <laughs> when, when right. Halloween hit. Grant, think about that. Mm-hmm. This dude's going trick-or-treating with his kids and coming home and probably eating their candy, too, if it's if Joe's anything like me, stealing their peanut butter cups and all that stuff. Put them in a freezer and tell them, oh, you didn't get any peanut butter cups, and I'm eating them while they're in bed. Yeah, I, I, I think it's phenomenal. And, Grant, I will say this. That maybe I said it to you last week. I'm going to say it even louder. If Deshaun Watson was healthy right now, I would not start him. Flacco is in too good a rhythm. I agree. You know what it is? It's feeling like – I don't like the phrase you're on uh, uh, house money, but Flacco, if there was a guy who fits it, but he's not playing, he's, he's playing freewheeling like it's okay, but he's still, even when he throws the interception, he's finding a way not to put them in that interception that's a, that, that he threw one last week for a touchdown, but puts him in consistently where he's not in rhythm. He seems to get out of the bad play urgently. And maybe it's relaxed attitude. Maybe he believes it's on house money. But if you're the Cleveland Browns, you ain't thinking like that. You're thinking, yeah. man, if somehow, some way, somebody can give Baltimore some trouble and we can go in and do this, hell, I got them like fifth or sixth in my top 10 power rankings because their defense will be, they will beat the hell out of you. They're running it effectively <laughs> right. enough. They will. Even without, they they will. Yes. Oh, they do. And their <laughs> offensive line's got a couple Pro Bowl caliber players uh-huh. on there. And Flacco, if you decide that you're going to squeeze him, that dude's taken eight deep shots in the game. So I love what Stefanski's done. I love what Jim Schwartz has done for their defense. I actually think they're pretty damn dangerous in the playoffs because they've got a quarterback who's seen this movie before and is now realizing, hell, I might milk four more years out of the league. I think just getting – if they win a game or two in the playoffs, Flacco's stories through the roof. And you know what, Grant? There's a little piece of me, even though I got teams in the AFC and the Texans are battling for a playoff spot. Yeah. There's a piece of me that wants to see Flacco do this. Honest to God. I know. They're, they're in. And then I want to – And what? He ends up going and beating John Harbaugh in the playoffs. Jim goes and wins a national title. Oh, boy. And John say, oh, and you think about that. And then Flacco, who won one for John Harbaugh, happens to beat him in the playoffs. I mean – Oh if it God. gets to that point, there's so many sidebars, but the yep. Flacco story is phenomenal. And Kevin Stefanski went from being on the hot seat when the season started, losing his two best offensive players in Chubb and Watson, yep. to now being in position where we have expectations of them in the AFC right now. Sean, I did the Sacramento Kings for 32 years, so I know all about disappointment, but I can't imagine being a Lions fan. Oh, my gosh. And having a game to yeah, – listen – and if you're Dan Campbell and the rest of it, but you know what, Grant, what they have to do, and it has a – listen, seedings and everything, you got to get it right. You know what I'm saying? You have yep. to get that right. 
Yep. But I can tell you this, you got two choices now. And Dan's seen the movie because he played in the league and he's coached it. Yep. And he knows what, what their rock bottom in Detroit looks like is you could you can pout about it. You're gonna get what? You get an apology from the league. Screw they they're not getting a win. Right. Now you gotta go and you can you, you can take it out on others. You're gonna get that opportunity because of playoffs, but it's a bummer. The problem is if you let it fester, then it affects that's exactly right. So you got to put that that bitch fest or the complaints or that feeling you have on hold on the back burner. And then when it's over, go and do what you got to do with the NFL committee and the, the, the officials. Right. But Detroit. I want to see them play Dallas again. Agreed. And Detroit is good enough to, to get themselves a couple wins. But they're also are good enough for that one game where you're like, how'd they lose 37 to 10? I know. This should be a factor of we have that team on the ropes and we belong when you mention the best teams in the NFC, I think Dan Campbell's done a great job. Yeah. They're one of those teams you're like, what are they, what, I don't know what Detroit's going to look like when the playoffs start, but I sure as hell know I can't wait to see what the movie looks like when it does come out. I really can't. Uh, it, I, I'm so happy we're here. We get through, as you said, what is the vibe like in Houston with the Texans, Sean? It's it's really um, I don't know is exciting the way to say it because I mean and now it's even more when, when Texas was you know the Texas Longhorns and right. because they're in Austin not far away college yeah. Good but point. the vibe of having Stroud back and you saw the impact he makes immediately man I don't know anybody who throws the ball down the field intermediate better than him in the league right now he's as good as we got and confident there's this feeling of that that, that they belong and I know that. Three, seven wins different if they win this week. I, I think that D'Amico Ryans has changed their approach. I don't think that they feel lucky to be here. I actually think they think they're pretty damn good, and they are. But there's a lot of things that have to fall into place, not to make the playoffs. They're, who would have thought when they came in the scene they were going to control their own destiny in week 18? Are we, are we serious? And they do. The buzz is really – I think they're treading lightly still, but it will go through the roof if this team's able to beat Indianapolis which they are capable of doing. We know that. And having Stroud here has changed the whole thing. And D'Amico Ryan's leadership and buy-in are so important. And the fans are back to buying in. And they know the future is really bright. But I think oh. they're I, – I actually don't think they're thinking about next fall. I think they believe that in the AFC, again, why can't we go win our first playoff game? Why not? Why, why not? Yep. Sean, you're the best, man. Happy New Year to you. Uh, love having you on, talking about all of this, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. And by the way, on our way out, Boxing USA ought to be ashamed of themselves for allowing men to go beat on women. I know that's for another kind. I don't know if you saw that. USA Boxing, with their, the tra- they're, they're allowing men to box women now. It's, it's I did not see that. I saw it. You'll see it. So I just saw it this afternoon, Grant. And I, I only reason I got whoa, whoa, that whoa, in whoa, is whoa, 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 whoa. You got to back up here because I'm. I, I did I hear you correctly? Now, you, you, USA Boxing. There's a fourth thing that tiered. They are allowing transitioning female to male to box women. We are setting wow. to to set women back for all that they've been through and all they're trying to accomplish. And you know what? So when's it going to change back when some guy hits a woman and kills her? You know what? I didn't the know that. We, I mean, it, it's, it's so uncomfortable to think about. It's hard enough to watch when these great athletes, women battling for the prize money and to, to, to earn their keep as females, which they've spent years trying to get an opportunity. And now we're going to flip it and say, you know what? We'll let some guy who's got this come in and beat on him and punch him in the face. Wow. It just, to me, we continue. Society is so fucked up right now. It's unbelievable. It really is. Hey, we you don't, know what? We don't, 
You don't oh, need could, men hitting oh. on women legally. Okay, we don't need that illegally or legally. Wow. And to go win prize money because they can't beat their own. Wow. It just and it has I, nothing. I, I got to tell you, I didn't know that. I'm glad you brought that up because we can. We I don't even know what to say. I'm flabbergasted. I I I look at me. I'm speechless. I don't even know what it, to say to that. I'm like, wow. To, to me, I just don't get. When you're sitting around a conference room table and somebody broaches the subject, you say, that's a great idea. Let a guy beat on a woman, which we put people in jail for when it comes to fists. But now we're going to encourage them to go beat on a woman. It's not good anywhere, let alone sanctioning it and allowing them to go in there and, and hit on them, meaning beat on them. What's it going to take before this insanity stops? I'll tell you what it's going to take. It's going to take all the women. Better. It's going to take all the women boxers to just say we're not getting into the ring. We're done. Right. We we refuse to accept this. That's what Grant, it's going to. You take. know how hard I don't mean to keep you on. You know how hard those boxers, women and men, and those how hard they oh, train. Are you and kidding all me? They, all the punches they've taken and the, oh. the strain and they've been through. And to say I'm walking in and got a box of dude. Come, come on. on now. Come on. I just come had on. to get that off my chest because yeah. I was the same way. I'm like. We, we, we have we, we have taken we have pushed back the things they fought so hard for women and sports and scholarships. Uh, and we, we, we just set it back 30 years. Who in the room thinks this is a good idea for you? Some, who? So obviously, at least one person does. Yeah, they're exactly right. And, it, and it's what's it going to take a man to kill a woman in the wow. ring for them to say we're, we're over. And I hope it doesn't happen. But guess of what, course. Grant? All we're doing is open up a can of worms to allow the women deserve better. They just do Boy, it. They sure do. Sean, you love go. you, buddy. You're the love best. Love you, too, brother. Thank you. Have a great one, man. And I'll you talk too. to you next week after that championship game. You got it, my man. All right. Thanks. Good stuff there. And uh, we'll get to uh, Ryan and Sacktown in a minute. But I want to tell you that uh, New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you for all of your plumbing needs and repairs. Just go to sacserviceplumbing.com or call the number on your screen. That's New Works Plumbing. They've got a fix for you. The question is, is there a fix for the Sacramento Kings, Ryan, after that debacle last night, losing to a seven-win Charlotte team who had lost 11 in a row and played the night before the opponent tonight, the Magic, who last night were playing the Warriors? That is quite the introduction for the team that's rolling into town tonight, uh, telling you what the struggle is going to be. Who knows, Grant? This is an Orlando team that does one thing that travels consistently, and that's defense, third in defensive rating, also sixth in points allowed per game. We know the King struggles on back-to-backs. Orlando, seventh back-to-back -back, uh, this season tonight. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to expect from the Kings tonight other than the numbers tell me I'm not expecting a good performance. I mean, I all the numbers – and you put them on the screen for us, and we've talked about this, the numbers would tell me that I'm not expecting the Kings to play well tonight. Sure. I mean, with the records on the back-to-backs, and we can talk about the differences with wins and losses, but just even how the Kings match up with this Orlando team, there's not a lot of categories where the Kings stand out and do something so much better than them. So you hope that they turn that page tonight. Maybe this lineup change with Chris Duarte ends up continuing to spark this Sacramento offense. All right. Again, don't forget, Ryan, we'll have the pregame show coming up at uh, 630. We have Jerry Reynolds at halftime in the postgame show. Speaking of Jerry Reynolds, he's going to be on at the top of the hour. So right. uh, we're rolling right along here, man. We're nonstop. We're ready to go. I, yeah. Why even stop this show? Let's just roll into the next one. Yeah, we could just keep it fired up and just do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Sabonis had 11 turnovers last night. I can't imagine yeah. that happening again. He was not good. Fox had a bad first half, got going in the second half. I'm going to go back to what I've been saying all year long. Which Keegan Murray will show up and will Harrison Barnes show up? There you go. Yeah, that's going to be a – that's what you hang your hat on in judgment of this team when they roll into a game. If those things happen and they are consistent and play well, usually the Kings win. So yeah. um, at this point, it's such glaring of a problem, Grant. The coaching staff or somebody needs to take a hold of this and try to get these guys involved in the game in some aspect, whatever. Yeah. All right, Kings and Magic tonight. We appreciate uh, all of the messages. Alberto, if the Kings lose tonight, that doesn't mean you're going to have major changes. So I don't understand that thought process at all, okay? I mean, if the Kings lose tonight, that doesn't mean Monty McNair is just going to all of a sudden go into the back room and get on the phone and make major changes. So, uh, uh, And, John, I, I don't agree with you. It's not spot on, okay? You're not going to make major changes because you lose two games in a row. All right. And here's the other deal. When you talk about major changes, you can't make major changes via trades unless there's other teams out there willing to make trades with you. OK, and here's, the other, here's the third part about that, Ryan. In order to make a major change, you've got to give up major pieces. OK, so anytime you make a move like that, it's a gamble and it doesn't guarantee that your team's going to be better. No, it doesn't. In this team, you want to talk about getting a major change or even exploring that opportunity. Whatever is not right with this team, it needs to get right. I mean, yeah. they need to address that interpersonally. Malik Monk, Mike Brown exchanging yeah. words last night in the second yeah. half. How many times have we seen that? Not, not at all, right? Not much. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, again, Rhino will have the uh, pregame show at 630. But don't forget, we're going to talk more about the Kings uh, coming up in 30 minutes with Jerry Reynolds right here on If You Don't Like That. So, uh, buddy, appreciate you. And uh, we'll talk to you in a little bit. Can't wait, Grant. All right. Good stuff there from Rhino in Sacktown. And don't forget to get the Bennett's. They have three locations, Sacramento, Roseville, and Bennett's West Side Grill in Rockland. For all of your questions. You can go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com, check out their menu and more, make a reservation. That's Bennett's, their new location, their West Side Grill in Rockland. All right, don't forget, right back here at the top of the hour, if you don't like that, with Jerry Reynolds and Rhino. See you in a little bit. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.